What's up, y'all, and welcome to Marley the Podcast, where I use over a decade of experience in the health and fitness space to help you find what's gold and what's old so you can achieve all your health goals seamlessly. I just wanted to do a little brief introduction to my first podcast. So, my name is Marley, I am the host. And I run my own online health and fitness coaching company. I started that a little over a year ago. And through starting my own business, I have learned a tremendous amount. So I really wanted to take that information and put it into a first episode. Answer some of the most um, popular questions in terms of what it's like being an entrepreneur. Like for real, not the... um, glamorous version of it and answer some of the most pertinent questions and really dive into, you know, if this is something you're looking into doing for yourself, how to really navigate it and really what I can share about my journey that could help others along the way as well. Diving into the first question, which would be what inspired you to start your business and Or how did you develop your idea? And I think this is huge for everyone because it really comes from a need, a reason why. Like, why did you get pushed to do what you do? And for me, online um, fitness and nutrition coaching was not something that I envisioned for myself. I went to college for marketing. I got into logistics right out of school. And, you know, I worked at a restaurant for years and years and years and didn't truly find anything that I was fulfilled in. So to give you a little background information, through high school and college, I struggled with bulimia. I honestly never was in love with myself. I never really had a high like sense of self-worth or um, self-love. And I think this was really because as a society, like women are taught to be in these small spaces and, you know, be kind, be sweet, be nice, don't get too big, don't be too small. You know, there's so many restrictions on us as females that it really perpetuated this um, eating disorder for me because I wanted to be like this perfect girl, this perfect woman. And unfortunately, that was not attainable and it really messed with my own like mental state for a long time and through that I was able to find fitness my freshman year of college. My boyfriend at the time was studying for his NASM certification to be a trainer and I followed suit in terms of training with him and going to the gym and eventually that relationship did end but I found the gym to be such a valuable resource and something that seriously helped me out of some really dark times. I was able to overcome my eating disorder through the gym, through being active. And this is something that I really wanted to share with other people. So through that avenue of health and fitness and nutrition, this is how I found myself being a coach. And during the pandemic, I was doing life coaching with Sean and through our sessions, I kind of just spoke 
being a nutrition coach into existence. And the journey began. I started, I sent out an email saying I was, po I was taking on clients for nutrition. It transitioned into um, fitness and nutrition coaching. And here I am a little over a year later, taking care of a handful of people at once. And it's really been a beautiful journey. And the thing I love most is that I wanted to help others create and find their best selves. I know that there are so many females out there who struggle with food, who struggle with their mentality around food, who struggle with body image. And I want to help create a space for them where they know that they are loved and appreciated no matter their shape, their size, their weight. And this also helps them create habits that they can fall in love with themselves over time. And this is something that's huge and resonates with me a ton because through health and fitness, I have been able to do the same for myself. I've been able to pull myself out of an eating disorder, which is not easy. And... You know, I really feel like there are so many mental hurdles around food and around fitness that aren't really discussed. And this was a way for me to create space and for me to help others in that avenue. That's how this idea got, got um, brought about was through my own pain points, you know, through things that I struggled with personally. And I wanted to help other people through those same instances. All right, so jumping into the second question, which would be, what challenges did you have to overcome at the beginning of your journey? So one of the biggest challenges I found was time. At, at the time that I started my company, I was working full-time at a restaurant. I was working five, six nights a week. I was also starting my own business. I was also adding clients to my roster. So I was creating content. I was, you know, creating recipe PDFs. I was trying to take on new clients. I was creating programs for them, doing check-ins. And I found myself running out of time. And I had to be super strategic with the time I had or else things wouldn't get done. Or else, you know, some of these back-end things would never get done. And that's also something I feel like I struggled with was the knowledge and knowledge in terms of I knew that I could be a good coach but the back-end processes in terms of invoicing and you know knowing how to navigate this new space was super hard for me I felt super overwhelmed but I think that's for anything that you start that's new I mean, imagine if you're going to the gym for the first time. I can remember it. It was overwhelming. I didn't know what I was doing. And if I wouldn't have had someone to help guide me through those exercises, I probably would have never followed through. And I think that's where most people give up is when they're in the beginning stages, they don't understand what they're doing. And they're like, all right, this just isn't for me because it's so much easier to say that than to push through those factors of being uncomfortable in terms of really coming out on the other side. So to bring it back, yeah, knowledge is one of the biggest barriers that I found. And then time, which, you know, we can't create more time. We can just be more effective with the time we have and learn to plan accordingly. So doing this over the course of the last year, year and a half, has made a tremendous impact. Setting a schedule for myself, planning out my day. Okay, I wake up at seven and seven to eight needs to 
be blocked off for this, eight to nine be blocked off for this, block off time for the gym. It's gonna be your best friend and it may seem like a bit much in the beginning that you need to block off time for the gym or you need to block off time for breakfast, but I promise it creates a routine for you and then you get in the habit where you can go through the motions of each day without feeling like you are bogged down with tasks. So this next question is one of my favorites. Knowing what you know now, is there anything you would have done differently when you first started out? All right, this is gonna seem cliche and I don't care, but I wish I would have started sooner. I've been in the health and fitness realm for 10 years now, and I never knew how to turn something that I was so passionate about into an actual career. And although, you know, COVID was something that was devastating in terms of people's livelihoods, in terms of people's health, it really helped me align with what I was supposed to do. Because at the time I worked at a restaurant and as you know, restaurants closed during COVID. So this meant that I was laid off for a period of time. And with that extra time, I was able to like dive into this passion of mine and able to really create something that I have now. It's only a couple months of being out of work and then I was back, but it really helped me see things clearly in terms of my path and what I needed to be doing. And for me, COVID was a point where I realized that our health can be taken for granted so much. We really should be shifting focus so that we can be taking care of ourselves in a way and in a manner that, you know, we know that if something like this hits, we are going to make sure that we're doing everything in our power to take care of ourselves from a physical standpoint in terms of our health that makes it so we can withstand the storm, right? And starting coaching has made me feel like I am truly aligned with what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't know about you, but I've worked so many jobs over the years where I just am going through the motions and I'm not really fulfilled. And you know, you go to work, you show up, you come home. But for me, I knew that there was something better out there and I knew that there was something more I wanted to be doing in order to help people. And coaching really aligned with that and it made it so I can do what I love doing, I can do what I'm passionate about, and I can also help people. So it was really a no-brainer, but if I could do it again, I would have started years ago. Who knows if that would have meant I would have been where I am now, but I am super thankful that I did start when I did, that I got laid off during a pandemic because it gave me the clarity to know what I should and could be doing. All right, this next question is a juicy one. So define success or what is like my definition of success? And I think this is so different for everyone and it depends on your circumstances. And for me, success has never been something that is related to money or it's not monetary. It's about the impact I have and it's about the people I get to help. So if I could define success for myself and my business, it would be my ability to reach people and help them no matter the geographic location, right? So that has been the beauty of doing online coaching is that 
You know, you don't have to be in the same city. You don't have to be in the same state. You don't have to be in the same country as someone. And it really expands your reach so that you can have a broader impact across the globe if you really want to. So success for me is about the people's lives that I get to be a part of. And I say that in a way that I get to be a part of their lives because, of course, they're a part of mine, but there's so much that I get in terms of filling my cup from coaching. And although I am helping people reach their fullest potential and their best selves, they're really helping me more than I could even imagine. And I've had my clients show up for me in so many different ways, reach out when You know, I have days that I'm struggling or that I post that, you know, I'm going through something on Instagram or social media and the way that my clients have chosen to show up for me just shows that, you know, this is so much bigger than me. This is so much bigger than health and fitness coaching. This is really a sense of community and it, it has made me feel successful in a sense that I have created these connections with people who were once strangers and now, you know, I've made some of my best friends through coaching. I have met some of the most beautiful human beings. So I do feel successful and I feel successful in a way that I am able to impact other people, but those people are impacting me tremendously. This next question kind of coincides with success and it's about how my priorities have changed from when I first started until now and in the beginning of first starting a business a lot of times you want to focus on the number of clients you have and you feel like you'll only be successful if you have x number of clients or if you're helping this many people and over time from when I first started until now I don't care about how many clients I have at a given time. That does not define if I'm successful. That does not define my worth as a coach. And over time, I'm focused on the quality of clients I have, the quality of coaching I'm giving people, instead of focusing on how many clients I have at a given moment, because this is variable to change all the time. And if I know that I am showing up as best I can to help clients, I'm providing them with the knowledge and tools and resources they need to succeed, it doesn't matter if I help five people or 50 people. And I think we get so caught up in this numbers game and we feel successful only when we reach this certain point of helping, you know, X amount of clients or having this many people under our roster. And when we get so hyper-focused on that number, we lose sight of why we started. For me, like, I don't, I don't ever want that to overshadow why I'm doing what I'm doing. I would rather give coaching for free to people who are struggling than worrying about charging the most possible to make X amount of goals for the month. And money will come. If you're doing something that you're truly passionate about that you are meant to do, money will come eventually. People will see that you know, you have this spark in your eyes, but to go after a certain goal just for money for me seems rather empty. It's just not something that fills my cup and everyone is different in that aspect. But the way that, 
I've also shifted my priorities a little bit is by wanting to create this community. So within my clients, I have a group chat that you know, we share wins, we share recipes, anything and everything in between. But it's a way to connect and I really truly believe that through human connection, we are able to achieve so much more than doing everything on our own, right? Because like they say, there's strength in numbers and knowing that you are not alone going through similar journeys as other people makes it so that you have others to rely on along the way. You don't, you may not need them, but you have them in your belt. And that is something that nobody can take from you. And that's why that has been a huge priority of mine in the last year, because I want everyone in my coaching group to really be down for one another, no matter what wins, losses, everything in between. Like I just want them to truly embrace what it's like to have people in your corner because it hasn't always been that way for me. And I know it hasn't always been that way for everyone else. So this is a way that we can connect and be with like-minded people who are searching to be the best versions of themselves for themselves. And in regards to sense of community. So this kind of leads into the last question. What have I enjoyed most about starting my own company? And it boils down to the connections I've made. I have been able to connect with people from around the world I have had clients in Canada. One of my clients just celebrated a year of coaching at the end of August, giving a huge shout out to Barbara. She is in Hungary. Never in my wildest dreams would I have thought that I would be able to have people on my roster from all over the world, let alone celebrate one year of coaching with me. To me, this is extremely humbling and it just goes to show if we use social media as a tool and as a resource to our own advantage, look at the reach that we have. We can reach people anywhere, anywhere. And isn't that a beautiful thing? Because living in the US, we only make up a fraction of the world. And there are so many other people out there that potentially you could resonate with that could use your help that could use your knowledge and guidance that maybe they have never experienced before. So through social media and using it as a tool and resource has been something that is just a second to none. Like I, I can't even begin to explain how cool it is. And then, you know, aside from that part being most rewarding, owning an online company and working for yourself, is having the flexibility to take work anywhere. When you're traveling, you can still work. When you're at the coffee shop, you can still work. You're in your car and you need to make a pit stop at a store, you can still work. This creates that sense of flexibility, but also you have to be regimented enough to know that like shit has to get done, right? So like if you don't get it done, nobody else is gonna get it done for you. And a huge reason why I wanted to really um, start my own company, aside from the reach and 
the help that I'm providing people is that eventually I want to start a family and I know what it's like to have to work at a restaurant and go to work every night and I didn't want to be that mom who has to leave her kids at night and not do dinner with them and miss out on sporting events and even though this may seem like a reach to something that hasn't happened yet I wanted to be the one who sets myself up for the future and knows that okay if I want this for myself how can I take steps to make sure and ensure that I'm going to be able to be present when I make that leap and when I decide that this is a good time for me to have kids and online coaching has really created a space for that because in terms of flexibility, you know, I can work around that schedule. I can create a schedule that works for me in order to accomplish these tasks and get things done. But yeah, I feel like those are really the two biggest factors in terms of what I enjoy most about starting my own company, working for myself, being my own boss. And I just want to say I am extremely thankful for every person and everyone who has supported me along the way because There were days that have been so tough where I wake up and I'm like, am I doing the right thing? Am am I on the right path? And I think a lot of other entrepreneurs can vouch for this, that when you are starting something new and you are uncertain of the future, you're going to have those thoughts. You're going to have those feelings. It's not about waking up and every day being great. It's about how do we navigate those days where we're struggling? How do we navigate those situations that are uncomfortable? Because honestly, every situation you get into when you start a business is new because you've never done it before. If there's any advice I can give in terms of how to navigate this imposter syndrome of feeling like maybe you're not good enough or, you know, there's other people out there who are more skilled than you who are more knowledgeable, who have more degrees under their belt, do it anyway. Because if you wait until you are the most skilled person in the room, if you wait until, you know, you feel ready, you're never going to be ready. You're going to wish you started sooner because if you've listened to the podcast, that was my one thing that I said I wish I would have done differently is starting sooner. So if I could give any advice to you, it would be just start. You don't have to know what you're doing. I do agree that having a mentor along the way is going to be super beneficial for you. Um, I signed up for business coaching early on in my um, coaching journey. And although this was an investment up front, I am super happy and really glad that I did it because There were so many back-end processes that I had no idea how to do, right? Like how to create a contract, how to invoice people, um, all of these things that are very new. And when you're trying to focus and juggle so many things at once, this can make you feel like, well, like I can't even start because I don't understand what I'm doing. I don't understand the trajectory. Getting a mentor or someone who has been in your field or a similar field that can help you will be your biggest biggest asset. I think a lot of us are weary to invest in ourselves and that's normal, but how long are you going to wait to start something and then someone else is going to do exactly what you wanted to do? There's never a right time. There's never a best time. 
There's always going to be hiccups in your journey, but you're going to learn how to navigate those hiccups. You're going to learn how to be your best self. You're going to learn how to challenge adversity. And you're going to look back and be like, I did that. That's the most rewarding thing you can do is know that you started something from nothing. You overcame all of the challenges that you thought you'd never be able to overcome. If you're listening to this and you want to start a business or you have an idea, just start. Do something small. Take manageable steps to get there. You don't have to invest your life savings to get there, but it is worth doing because if it's something that you truly care about and you're passionate about and you know your why, then share that why with people. Start on social media. Talk on your stories. I know it's uncomfortable. I used to hate it. But you're going to get really good at it. You're going to get less uncomfortable with seeing yourself in videos, seeing yourself talk. You're going to get more proficient at it over time because it boils down to practicing. It boils down to how many times can you do this before you get really good at it. And I don't know if you've read the book Outliers, but it boils down to 10,000 hours. What separates the good from the great? And it's the amount of hours they spend perfecting their craft. This is the same for you. You're not going to be great at it when you first start, and that's okay. But it's better to start and not be great at it and have room for growth than to never start at all and be stuck with what you're doing now. Take my advice from someone who knew nothing about coaching, who knew nothing about being an entrepreneur, and do what you're meant to do. Being fulfilled is the best thing you can achieve for yourself. And that's something that you deserve wholeheartedly. You deserve an investing in your goals. I appreciate everyone who listened to my first podcast. I'm super excited to have this up and running. So many more episodes to come. A ton of topics will be talked about and cannot wait for the next episode. Make sure to hit subscribe if you haven't already and head on over to my Instagram at Marley Rosano to check out even more helpful content.